Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Undiluted Truth. I am Ben, and we're coming to you from the All Seasons Tabletop Studio. So, today's episode is going to be a continuation of another set of episodes we have uh, called Stories from Victims of Medical Vaccines and Mandates. Mm. So, that is what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be getting into a couple of stories here uh, from, a, I believe uh, we've mentioned it before, but a convention in D.C. Well, um, I wouldn't call it a convention. It, well, okay, not convention. <laughs> you guys already heard Mike. Uh, I usually, <laughs> here I am. Sometimes he speaks before I introduce <laughs> him, but that's all right. Uh, anyway, but I'll let him go a little bit more in detail then in, into this, uh, what we're going to do Okay, here. Do, are you, and are you so officially... Yeah. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and welcome okay. in Mike. So, how are you doing, Mike? Oh. Here we go. Hey, hey, Mike. <laughs> uh, here I am. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <all right>. So, <laughs> thank you, Ben. You're welcome. It's good to be here, and thank you for the introduction. And this is an extension of the event. We're just, I'm just going to call it an event, okay? Because I'm I, I'm not exactly sure of the exact name that okay. Senator Ron Johnson. Was calling this this right. this was done in D.C. Uh, if you, I was at least right on the location. Yes, <laughs> yes, you're exactly right. So, All right. but anyway, it, it's more of an event. It wasn't really a convention. Um, okay. Yeah. More of a presentation and uh, some serious. Yeah. Uh, I guess adverse uh, events that were recorded by in-person uh, testimony. I, I'm trying to think of the right words there, but uh, essentially okay. what it was was people that had been infected, sort of like the title goes, that, that have been infected adversely from the vaccine. Okay. And uh, there again, not all of these were individuals that had the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Some are family members or professionals that have that have had to deal with some of what is going on with the mandate. So, okay. Uh, nevertheless, uh, it's, I think the thing to emphasize with what we've been doing with this particular episode, uh, and I say this particular topic of episodes is the seriousness and the realness, if you will, of Mm -hmm. what is taking place. This is not hearsay. This is not, something that only a few people have these are real people and if you recall the interview that Del Bigtree had with the one of the, the or, organizer. organizers yeah, right. I, I know it's I, I forget her name it's yeah. I boy last name Dressen I think but I don't okay don't don't want, yeah. <laughs> yeah I I can't remember exactly. We don't, we don't have notes in front of us, folks. Yeah, okay. yeah, the, you're exactly <laughs> right. I don't have, and I, I usually that's my one of my problems. I depend on my memory, maybe somewhat too much. But uh, anyway, in that interview, she really uncovered a lot of what was going on. And basically, as an organizer of this event, what what struck me was the way that they were able to communicate with each other, mm-hmm. and there were. Tens of thousands, I think was the word she used, was tens yeah. of thousands and maybe even hundreds of thousands that have been communicating. So 
that sort of debunks this. Oh, there's nothing going on with the with the vaccine. Nothing's happening with that as yeah. far as adverse events. Right. So anyway, these are the kind of people, and probably a little precursor to that. Not all of these people. I mean, I should say we need to understand these people. I think most of them, I haven't heard all the stories, but most of them got the vaccine voluntarily. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something to remember, you know, as, as you're listening to the, to these stories. The first one is a, a mother and a daughter, mm. 12 years old. Okay. And I will, you know, I'm not even sure it's, it's only about nine minutes, her, this part of her testimony right. of her daughter. And we may listen to the full nine minutes and then comment afterwards. So I want to try to do that unless there's something that we feel like we need right. to interrupt. But okay. This this okay. is her time in yeah. this forum with with all of these people. So it is it is pretty powerful. So okay. we want to try to keep it kind of as real and, and accurate as we can here. So all right. Uh welcome yeah. rock tumblers and truth seekers. Uh good to have you here and Thank you again for being here. Uh, I know that Ben usually does this, but if you if you like what uh, we're putting on, uh, like it, subscribe, share it, and uh, and folks, we are in a time and at a time that we need to be sharing this information and standing and standing strong and tall, and more importantly, standing together. So, with that being said, we're gonna get we're gonna have at it right here All with right. Uh, with this first. Yeah, uh, let's roll it. Interview, and uh, she will identify herself, uh, the mother, and uh, so I think name and everything. So here we go. Um, hi, my name is Stephanie DeGary, um, and this is my daughter, Maddie. Um, when she was 12 years old, uh, she participated in the Pfizer COVID vaccine trial for 12 to 15-year-olds at Cincinnati Children's Hospital. This is the first trial any of my kids have ever been in. I never had considered ever putting them in a trial before, but this seemed like, you know, when they asked if they could be in it, it seemed like a win-win, you know. So it's been over nine months since she got her second dose. She can't walk. She's in a wheelchair. She has an NG tube for all of her nutrition. She has constant pain in her stomach, back and neck. She was over there laying on chairs because she can't make it through this. She can't feel her legs, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. When she got her first dose, her reaction was typical. She had fever, body aches, and fatigue, and it went away in a couple days. When she got her second dose, she had immediate pain where she had gotten the injection, and the first thing she told me when she, because her dad took her, was that, that didn't happen. That that hurt way more than the first time. Like, enough to point it out. In less than 12 hours, she developed severe abdominal pain, horrible nausea, painful electric shocks on her spine and neck. Her hands were ice cold when you touched them. She had, um, and on her feet, pain all over her body. Um, her vaccine arm went numb. And I'm finding more and more stuff. Is what I, I, you forget stuff because so much has happened to her. Um, like as I read through things, I, I keep redocumenting everything. Um, she had 
chest pain, severe chest pain. The way she described it, it felt like it was being, her heart was being pulled out of her neck. Tachycardia that was actually seen on an EKG. Um, and she was extremely dizzy, so she felt like she couldn't stand up. So those were her reactions. I just want to walk through, give you everybody a, little, a better idea of what happens in a trial, because I did not know. My kids have never been in a trial before. So I went in trusting the drug companies, the FDA, CDC, the hospital where the trial was held, Cincinnati Children's, a very reputable hospital. So when you enter the trial, um, everybody uses a trial app, and there are slides, and, and they'll be available later so that you can see more detail. It's called TrialMax, and they log the reaction for seven days after each dose. That's it. The app only allows you to record solicited adverse events like fever, redness, injections, sight pain, swelling, headache, vomiting, and other typical expected reactions. That is it. And you do, you say mild, moderate, severe. Severe means that you had to go to the ER. You record your fever, like the actual amount, and um, the swelling. So that's all the detail. There's no free form at all to fill in any other reaction that you have beyond the typical non-serious adverse events other than anaphylaxis shock. Okay, so so it's a so it's like a scripted. Yeah, you know, I wanted to pause it to, to yeah. say that, that, that <laughs> it's it's like, it's got a list of don't go off script of 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 events that you can only fill out or check. Yeah, this one, this one, this one, this one. Yeah. So it's not it's like she she mentioned free form, mm -hmm. which means a blank one that you can fill out exactly. Yeah, what I was going thinking on. with all these options, have a other. You know, most places have a right, other where right. you can write in. And what, she said. Other than anaphylactic shock, they did have that one. So, um, but usually, and, and of course, all of the ones that I knew of uh, when that happened was the, the, the individuals ended up dead. I mean, I'm yeah. just being blunt. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah. Uh, wow. Just quickly, I, I think it's important to understand that she really had a lot of confidence in everybody that was involved behind all of this. Yeah. So, totally blindsided. Reputable hospital in, in Cincinnati. Uh, it, it, and she said CDC and everything else. I could just see, just looking at this woman, and you could hear it in her voice uh, that she's just breaking apart. Her daughter is there, right beside her, mm -hmm. um, in a yeah. wheel, in a wheelchair. And I could only imagine, as a parent, thinking that I'm doing a good thing and putting my child into a clinical trial. Uh, and this this has got to be tough. So anyway. Right, uh, but yeah. yeah, I just wanted to clear up that mm -hmm. that the form, and and you were right on it with with what I was thinking too. Yeah. So, yeah. So okay. All right. Continuing on here with Maddie is the mother's name, uh, Degary, and daughter Stephanie. Okay. Um. So there, there's a full list on real not com slash about that will be available. Um. What you have to do if you have any other type of adverse event is you have to call the study doctor or the principal investigator. And that's the only way to record this. There's no way to have any unbiased um, way of entering it in and documenting it. 
Um, I'm sorry, I'm going off track. Uh, so we did what we were told. Um, we called the study doctor and they told us to go to Cincinnati Children's ER where the trial was held to check for appendicitis. She did not have appendicitis. They couldn't even find her appendix. What made it into the trial um, record is unclear. And, and yes, we did ask several times and have it documented. We still don't know what was actually reported. So basically, as you can see, this leaves a lot of room for human error and concern of reporting bias coming from the principal investigator, which was Dr. Frank in her case. So what was said about Maddie on the next slide, if you go then to the documentation, so the New England Journal of Medicine article um, about the, COVID uh, the Pfizer COVID vaccine in adolescents. So first take note that the principal investigator for Maddie's trial is the lead author for the New England Journal of Medicine article. The adverse events section has 308 words. 76 of those were dedicated to describing one single patient that had simply a temperature greater than 40 degrees. Not great to have, but that, you know, I think this is a little more severe. There's absolutely no mention of any of Maddie's adverse reactions in that article. Zero. In the EUA amendment, Maddie's adverse reaction was reduced to five lines that they claim was eventually diagnosed as functional abdominal pain. It's a stomachache. Hmm. Okay, we're going to pause it right there. But, and I meant to mention this, we are getting this from the Highwire. So you can go on the highwire.com and they've got this whole event in uh, Toto. So beginning to end, every individual that was there, their uh, personal testimony. So this is a Pfizer vaccine uh, And what's document. the name of it? Uh, do you know the name of the video that we're sharing? I do, but I, I can't give that to you right now. Okay. <laughs> so, so I don't Fair, know it by memory. Fair enough. Sorry it's, about it's, that. Yeah. it's very close to what we're calling it. Oh, okay. Uh, gotcha, just gotcha. Uh, adverse effects or victims of mandates. And if you and, put DC, you'll probably find it. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, yeah, you can okay. scroll down and find this yep. very, very easy in uh, when you go on to uh, the high wire. So Sorry, didn't mean e to interrupt. Easily me. found. So, uh, and what she's talking about is just all of this stuff that was going on mm -hmm. with her daughter. And there was basically nothing said other than abdominal pains. Yeah, chalk now, it up now, to a stomach Yeah. Ache. Yeah, I mean, and that's basically what they said. She has a stomachache, yeah. an abdominal issue. I mean, I can tell you how many stomach aches that I have, that I've had, that have you know made me paralyzed and and needed a feeding tube. I can I can count those on well, no hands. Yeah, no hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty I, I, much. I, I totally hear you. <laughs> and, Man, and you no, know, I'm not laughing because of, I'm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because this is real, and her daughter's yeah. right there, and she's mm -hmm. 12 years old. Yeah, this that's is unbelievable. This is sadly believable. Un well, yes, know. going so, back to the yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, getting back to it, let's let's go ahead here. All right. By the data cutoff for the trial on March thirteenth, Maddie experienced over thirty-five 
adverse events, different things happening to her, very similar to all the stories that you're hearing here. This happened during the trial. Some examples are blood in her urine, seven times, decreased vision, loss of feeling from her waist down, dizziness, fainting, tremors, muscle weakness, and more. They're all available in the slides, all of her reactions. None of these were mentioned in either document. She went to the ER nine times and was hospitalized three times for a total of 63 days, and this was by June 1st. Look at the dates of the article and around when this was approved. Maddie was in the hospital when the EUA was approved for 12 to 15-year-olds. The doctor did not even know it. So let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Functional abdominal pain, stomach ache. Does your child, when they have a stomach ache, does that put your child in a wheelchair? Does your child's stomach ache require a feeding tube? Mm -hmm. Does your child spend 64 days in hospital for their stomach, for ache? stomach ache? If they did a urine test when they have a stomach ache, would there be blood in their urine? I don't think so. I thought that Maddie would be in the best hands possible in the rare chance she has a severe reaction that, that was not the case. They did everything in their power to hide everything mm. that happened to her. And that is why this is happening to every, all these other people and kids. So my question is, you're hearing my story. Maddie was not kicked out of the trial. So... She's still in it. By the way, so is my son, Lucas, who did not, he was in the placebo group, and he did not get the vaccine. So they mm. have one person, if you want to know that, that they can, and he hasn't had COVID. If they minimalize Maddie's reaction to the vaccine like this, I wonder what really happened to those in the clinical trials who had a reaction to the, sec the first dose. They never got to have the second dose. That means they're out of the trial. They're disqualified. Mm. I wonder what else was hidden in either the Pfizer trial or any of the other ones, because I know there, was things, there were things hidden. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's pretty much the end of that portion of, of hers. I don't know, and I will say this, I don't know if there are additional expounding on these particular testimonies, um, but you can hear it in this mother's voice. Yeah. And to know that after 61 days, is that what it was? 61 days or yes, over, over 60 days? 63, yes, yeah. Like over that. 60 days in yeah. the hospital uh, and feeding tube, paralysis, mm -hmm. blood in the urine. She, she mentioned another medical term, but I didn't catch it. I could not make it out, but I'd, I'd like to know. But the bottom line is her daughter is here with her in a wheelchair, still in a wheelchair, and all of these different events, she, what did she say, 30-plus different adverse yeah, events right, took exactly. place. Yes. The, 
the documentation that they have for Maddie in this trial was five lines. That's mm-hmm. it. Five lines of all of that, if you yeah. can imagine. Um, and and here's a parent that's brokenhearted. You know, we talk about, you know, you keep hearing about, you know, doing the right thing for the children, the children, and, and you know, everybody's celebrating now that children can get you know, vaccinate, uh, vaccinated at five years and up. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, but whatever. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we, we want to show you these first two are going to pertain to children and their, their parents. Now, of course, Maddie didn't speak. She didn't mention, but she, she had a speeding too, but I could only imagine her trying to speak. Mm-hmm. They are there in a room in in D.C. with many uh, people, many people around. It's, it's sort of a almost almost a circle, but you know, I say a, a, a big square. It's not a round table. It's a great big room. Uh, mm-hmm. It's almost complete. So probably pretty intimidating to a young twelve year old girl that I could only imagine was going through her and her mother's. You know, I mean. Yeah. I'm trying my best to put myself back to when I was 12 and to know that I did this because my mom and dad thought it was the best for me. I don't know if I, what I would think, yeah. would I, would I hold it against them? Would I, would I feel sorry for them because they didn't know? I, I don't know. I, well, I, I really, I'm honest. Yeah. I, I don't know what I would think. Yeah. I um, mean, I, some people go into medical trials because they need a little extra money because I believe medical trials pay. They usually do. So, um, I mean, some people make a decision based on that. But, I mean, for your kid, hopefully it wasn't because they needed the money. Uh, it was just a, you know, right kind of a thought, hey, we can help out and they're willing to do it. So, yeah, you know, type of thing. But, yeah. Yeah. It, it, so this is all. This is one. And uh, we're going to follow up. We're going to have to sort of wrap this one up, and uh, we'll get on to the next one. And the next one is going to be about another uh, another youngster. So yeah. um, anyway, uh, folks, this is real. It's going on. And I dare say, unless you've been on the high wire, you've, you've not seen any of this. And yeah. I'm not, I can't remember, but I think I did mention it, the, the very first one, that uh, obviously Ron Johnson— Senator right. is is heading this up, and all of the people that should be there, the heads of the CDC, the the FDA, Anthony Fauci, all of the you know supposedly the smartest people in the room, none of them, none of them. You you mean the ones they that were are all, supposed to care about e, e, people's health? E, exactly. Uh, okay, they were yeah. all invited, and they knew this was taking place, and. None, none of them, of them none of them are there yeah wow so if that that and that that rings uh, loud and clear i mean the other thing that i couldn't believe is that she said it like it was scripted thing going back to that i was like yeah that's just like right how, how do you not have like an uh, at least a space to put other yeah like write in something that we didn't think of you know well you know how, if how do you not put that in unless you only want these results. Well, it's yeah, you know, yeah, it's, so it's like, and how do you do that with a clinical trial? They're like, it's supposed to be open to all yeah. all results, but you're going to say, well, uh, let's see, I want uh, fever, um, uh, stomach ache, uh, achiness all over, um, 
soreness at the site, uh, vomiting, diarrhea, uh, and and that that's what we want to yeah. see if people get. Right. And then that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah, it and makes no like, sense really? to me. You know, it yeah. makes no sense to me. <laughs> wow. Uh, so yeah. But anyway, uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and and call this one a wrap. And all right. We'll move on, and we'll get into another one here uh, on episode whatever it episode. Is. <laughs> we're going to call it episode two of the testimony. So there you go. There that's you that's go. where we are right now. So all right, let's uh, let's bow our heads. Then, dear Father in heaven, Lord, we do thank you again for the many blessings that you've given us. Uh, the blessings of uh, life itself, uh, the blessings of family and friends. And Lord, we want to lift those up in particularly, in particular, uh, as we're going through this, these children that have been affected and these parents. Lord, we pray that uh, the power of your Holy Spirit be there with them, help console them, give them a sense of peace and strength somehow that they will know that you miraculously have all of this in your hands. Mm-hmm. Um And Lord, we do know that you are the great physician, so uh, may they also know that. Help them not to hold themselves to such a degree of responsibility and remorse uh, that it it ruins the care that uh, those that need the care now, uh, especially from their family, that they must have. So uh, we just pray that these families unite somehow around this, but unite in you. Lord, and those that are standing up, everyone that is there, and including uh, Ron Johnson, uh, we pray for uh, your spirit to be with them, give them all the strength, and as they continue to stand up for truth, may blessings be upon them and their family. And as we close out here, Lord, we ask and pray that every intent of our thought be pure. We ask and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 